Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Welcome to Cinematics, episode 133. I am Anderson Cowan. I blather about films here and there. That's Greg Cervasti. He's a Broadcast Film Critics Association member, a BFCA member. I know that it's different now, but I'm still going to always say BFCMA <laughs> member. And that's, uh, that's today, great. on this month's episode, on this week's episode, on this episode that we're doing right now, 133, is a look at all the movies that have got piqued our interest, I should say, for April 2021. Greg, things are starting to... Uh, get back in the swing of things. I have seen three movies in the theater in this last week. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you, yeah, a little bit unsafe there, or do you think I'm being a little bit paranoid? What do you think? You're being paranoid. Yeah, I, You're being a little paranoid. Really? Like, hey, look, they got it safe. It's very, very safe. If, if I was, honestly, if I was single or, or if I was in my yes. position, which I'm in right now, I would be going to see movies. If I was uh, a family, which is like, I got to talk about movies. If I was a family member and I just saw, you know, and I had like a family like I do, and I just saw movies for, you know, escapism or, you know, I, I casually enjoyed movies. I don't think I'd be going back. But the way I uh, oh, rationalize oh, it is like, I got to see movies. This is for your job. Right. This is, oh, wow. Okay. I'm an essential worker, Greg. <laughs> okay. You're essential worker. Essential. Okay. Okay. Do all right. Do well, don't tell me that you saw Godzilla v Kong, whatever that was, on the theater when you can watch it on HBO Max. I will absolve you of that. If you, Monday, I, I, I my ticket be, is for Monday in the IMAX theater. Yes. No, no, no. HBO Max on your iPad, no, on your IMAX. little phone. You can do it. No, 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 no. no this no, is getting your, good ratings, and I'm excited. You, I like the director, and I want to see this in the theater the way it was meant to be made. I'm a, I'm a Godzilla guy. I like my Godzilla. And um, no, I know, I'm I excited. know you're a hardcore Henry guy. You can, you can watch it on your little. <laughs> I'm not going to convince What's hardcore you. Henry you're all about. Oh, nobody, because you're talking about nobody, Ilya. Oh yeah, my bad, Shula? my bad, nobody. Yeah, Shula? no, but yeah, you. But you, said you like the director the as well. I already saw that. In the oh, theater. you saw nobody. Okay, and you like nobody. Okay, oh, yeah, I saw the good. father in the theater. Loved it. Love that phone. Oh yeah, the f- yes, yes. Now you know what I. Whenever I go on, if I you said you, you talked about people being single, the next time ever, if I ever go on a date, you know, with within the next two three years, mm-hmm. I will always. I am gonna open up the date with, I want my mummy. So I at the end, you know it, that didn't work for me. You know what? Without talking <laughs> about the movie, work. that part of the movie did not. I know what oh, they're come going on. for, but what? that part. I mean, I heard a lot of sniffles. Really, I heard a lot of crying yeah. around me. I, I was, did not cry. That was me. That was me behind you. That was that was no, my also, uh, my shadow self. You're a pab. Uh, <laughs> I won't say what pab stands for, but that's what you are. And uh, as being a pab, you don't go see movies in theaters because you're you're at home going, "I want my mommy," watching movies on your iPhone, <laughs> and then thinking that you're talking about them effectively and driving me insane. Oh, I mean, that's the truth of the matter, Greg. I mean, you watch movies on your iPad truth. that are meant. I do. I do. I do. That are meant what to, to, to be, be watched. seen in the big screen. Yeah. Oh, with pe- and with people, with humanity. Yeah, with, I mean, with, with people, uh, I could take or leave them, honestly. I was watching some hockey the other day. They were letting, like, you know, 10% of uh, the fans back into the, some of the buildings in, in some states. And uh, Jillian, my wife, sure. she said, oh, my God, why would you even want to go to that? I'm like, are you kidding me? That'd be like a dream to be, like, one of 2,000 people in an otherwise empty arena watching my favorite team. That would be so glorious. I would I would love that. Oh, that's amazing. I don't like crowds, okay. Greg. 
Well, okay, so we 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 do okay. I by the way, uh, listeners, not like you care. I you know I I, I understand if you, if if you're caring about the movies, which we're going to talk about in this episode. But I, I just want to say, uh, me and me, me and movie theaters are like me and women. It's I never the twain shall meet. Probably in the, within the next decade. I just want to throw that out there. And I, I and I have one out of two vac- vaccines already taken care of. So I, mm-hmm. I'm still extremely this this uh, this uh, scenario has has very uh, has scarred me for for the next decade. So, but I'm I'm happy for you that you are actually living your life like a normal human being so i sorry i checked out there for a second greg i I, something came in that's not nothing (laughs) on you it was uh, i should i should have just put the phone away but something came in that was somewhat urgent i'm 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 juggling a bunch of things and uh, i had something that was supposed to happen tomorrow that's not happening so i got a lot a bunch of people who are going to fill in for my normal life it's a long story but i just got a text that i've been waiting for so so so, sorry Uh, was it no we we, a vaccine no I, I, yeah, I said I'm one out of no. Don't worry. It's good that you didn't listen because I was just telling you that while you are living a normal human life by actually going out and actually partaking in humanity, mm-hmm. I've decided within the next decade it's going to movie theaters are, are to me are like what my relationships with uh, women, you know, people of the opposite sex, never the twain shall meet for the next decade. So maybe, maybe when I'm sixty, maybe I'm in my in my waning years, in my in my uh, my autumnal years, maybe I might go out and see our local uh, theater. Gonna ha- and and can I can I suggest a programming change for this uh, for this here episode? I know we're previewing all the I- fancy, interesting movies that are coming out in April. But since you and I actually, you're the first person I've actually met in person for last year. Maybe we'll just talk about uh, our, our our play date with our with with the, with the kiddos no, and, and yeah, sand. No, a, is that not gonna nothing to what? report there? Greg, Greg and I got no. together a couple days ago at a park. <laughs> it was eighty plus degrees. We were in sand. Uh, Greg was nice enough to invite me down there. We're wearing masks uh, in a in a sand trap. Essentially, with some jungle gyms, uh, we're trying to find. I, I said no, it's not worth talking about. And then here we go. I was trying to f- find like uh, solace, sh- shaded. I was chasing shade, as they say, and, uh, <laughs> underneath one of the jungle gyms. There was one little other brat besides our own two kids that are there, uh, and he kept he kept going up on top of the jungle gym, raining su- sand down on us. Like Atticus and I had to take a uh, a very long, lengthy shower when we got back to wash all that filthy sand out. Uh, but Atticus had a great time. So thanks for the invite. Oh, very, very good. I yeah, will sacrifice my own too. my own uh, enjoyment <laughs> for his his happiness anytime. So yes, thanks, Greg. Do you have a Do you have a yeah Yeah, no, that was great. It was wonderful. Do you have a favorite sand movie before we get to April? Do you, I'm thinking maybe Lawrence of Arabia. That's my easy. I know it's not yours. Come on, Max Fury Road is the only answer. Uh, oh, I okay. need to move on to something very important, Greg. Very oh, important. No, you really, okay. Okay. Random um, yes. number generator. Right. This it, is for our, our bonus Patreon, which we, uh, we, we're we covering the years, I guess, I'm not going to say 1940 to 1989, because I think we've covered 1940, right? right. So maybe 1941 to 1989. 1941 so, and, uh, to 1981. That's exactly right, Gregor. And oh, 1989, nine. right? Yes, yes, yes. Nine. Okay, so 1941 to 1989 for you Patreon uh, listeners and supporters. Thank you so much. We're gonna we obviously we cover one one of these years in April, and each of us will pick a specific film from that given year. Anderson, you have the randomizer. What year are we? Please make last it month the 1940s. Last month we did, yes. or the, yeah, last month because today is April first. Hey, happy April Fool's Day, everybody! I gotta get somebody. <laughs> yes. I gotta get somebody. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I can't wait to go to the theaters. I'm going right after this Patreon episode. I mean, after this episode. That's a pretty good I'm, fool I'm, there. Fool, the, fool fooled fool, me, Greg. The, the, I used the to fool like. Fool is trying to I, fool. When yes. I was a kid, I liked April Fool so much that like it would be it'd be like June, and I'd be like, oh, that's a good one. I got to write that one down. Do it next April Fool. Yeah. 
foolish. You can just you can lie to anybody any day you want. You know, you can fool them. You yeah, don't have to wait yeah. for a day. I wonder what the deal is yeah. with April Fools. What's the deal? Where'd that come from? I should research that. All right. Do you ever get fooled a lot on April? Have you been fooled a lot no, in April's fool? April fool. Fool. Okay, neither. Fool yeah, me, neither. Yeah, neither. Neither do I. But what is what is that year? Please make it in the 1940s. What I was starting to say. What I was starting to oh. say is 1965 oh. was what we did uh, for yes. March, and it was a very good good year. It was one of the better um, ones that I think we've done. We did the Collector and a patch of blue, and uh, wow, yes, a patch if, of blue was you, funny. If you want to hear Anderson Cowan laugh at the visually impaired, please <laughs> join us on Patreon for our March episode. In all fairness, Jeepers, I mean, that Anderson to, sure is mean. Oh, Jeepers, <laughs> I dropped my, my beads. I dropped my beads. In, in all fairness, he, he he recommended Patch of Blue, and that was a great recommendation. I love it. It's a five star movie, but it is also hilarious. It's streaming on Netflix and Prime. If I, if you're one of the, uh, the the people that's listening to this and you're not a Patreon member and you didn't hear our discussion, I highly recommend that movie. I absolutely love it. Uh, however, love it, great. It's a little aged, and uh, things that aren't supposed to be funny, I find particularly very amusing, and I found myself laughing very hard throughout this movie. Uh, By the I, way, that's that one scene that Anderson laughs at. I I, I visibly was was moved and shook by. So <laughs> you, you're gonna get a very <laughs> you were really you're gonna get. I was. I was a little bit sad. I was. I was sad. It was the but, third time I'd okay. seen the movie. I'd seen the. I saw the movie first when I was 15. Sorry for everyone who already heard me talk about this on Patreon. And then and then I and I saw it again. Probably I don't know 10 years ago. And then I saw it this week uh, or last week in preparation for our show. Uh, so I was familiar with the movie. I know the movie. I love the movie, but I don't remember all the beats and the nuances. So the one thing happened in particular towards the end of the movie that in- involves a fall in some rose bushes, and I didn't see it coming. And man, did I laugh! And I was not supposed to be laughing, but it was <laughs> it was good, hearty, like that good feeling kind of laugh. When you're done, you're like that felt good, like endorphins. <laughs> and it was yes, it was it was not a. A, a, a nicely uh, placed laugh at all. And, you know, I, I guess I would come off as cruel to a lot of people. But, uh, I mean, take my word for it. This movie is funny. Patch of Blue, 1965. Yes. Highly recommend. Yes, Patch of Blue. Good, great comedy. And the other movie we covered was uh, The Collector, which is also a very, a very very fine movie directed by William Wyler. So that's right, for our last month's Patreon. Yes, okay. What is Random number generator. What please, year we're going to be please. celebrating this month? Here we go. 1972. Oh, Dad. 1972. Okay, yeah, this is this, it. This, we have not done that one. We did not land on this. This is uh, bonus 25. So of uh, close to 50 years we'll be doing. No, I guess we will be covering 50 years by the time everything's said and done. So this is the halfway point. 1972. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's my that's my wheelhouse. That's like, I, I stole a ton of movies because I wasn't alive yet, but a ton of movies I have not seen in that era, but I love that era. Love it. All right. Excited. Okay, yeah, yeah, great, great. It's called the what? What is it called? The uh, Renaissance or the Golden Age of of cinema, as a lot of people say, about the nineteen seventies. So, and actually, when An- Anderson and I are almost the same kind of age, but we're the same of the same generation, the seventies were very important, and there was a huge wave around the indie, right, the early nineties about how how amazing the seventies were, and now it's carried over now in the year twenty twenty one. So it's Who gonna be really it? great. Who killed that era? How did that era end? Who killed that? Well, well, we, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it on the, the bonus Patreon, but right now, just very Michael quick Chimino, teaser. Michael Chimino for Heaven's Gate. Yes, that is. That is the, the killed, theory. Okay. So, by the way, I've never the, seen the Heaven's Gate. He killed the age of the Yes, I, have you, yes. You, uh, but do, have you, what did you think of his, uh, what did you think of that movie? Did you just very quickly, did you I've love I've never the, seen the uh, five you know, hour Heaven's cut Gate? or whatever, but I've seen the, uh, okay. I, I saw the, the studio cut and I was, it was neither here nor there. I love the stories behind it and I love, 
the documentary called the final uh, the fi- the final cut, uh, which is the story behind the movie, which Ooh. was uh, f- fascinating. It was fascinating. So everything around it is more fascinating than the actual yeah. movie that you did see. Okay, okay. All I'd right. say the same and holds did- true for Citizen Kane. What do you say, Greg? Uh, no, that's that's another thing. Oh, you know what? You're going to make me actually want to go out and watch movies now mm-hmm. because that that's a very inciting thing to say to me. Inciting. But I, I just wanted to, very inci- <laughs> very inciting, not exciting, inciting. Wanted to also tell you, there's a, did you know that Steven Soderbergh did his own director's cut of of um of Heaven's Gate, and it's I don't know, it's sometimes it's featured on his actual personal website, mm. and sometimes they take it down. So FYI, mm. he he has his own. That guy, that, that guy, he FYI. just truly loves the art of yes. cinema. I mean that that guy. I don't know if I told you this, Greg, but I've never worked with him, but uh, somebody who's very close to me has worked with him a number of times. And I said, all right, tell me this about about Soderbergh, because I, I got this feeling about him. Is he really cool, calm, collected, and kind of enjoying himself on set? And my buddy Mickey said, oh, he's the most zen director I've ever worked with. Like he, He's from, from conversations I've had with uh, people that are, this is Mickey talking now, that are close to Steven Soderbergh, uh, who know him in his personal life, they say that he is a maniac when he's not on set, and when he's on set, he's just happy. So it's the total inverse of most of us. Most of us, especially in experience, uh, will will breed you know a, a lunacy on the set, and you're the most stressed you've ever been. The most stressed I've ever been is being on the sets for one of my shorts or for groupers. I mean, they're very, very. It's great. It's invigorating. I love it, but it's very stressful. Soderbergh, he just needs to be making something to 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 be at peace, which I found interesting. Well, I, I well, look, I mean, we could do a whole episode on Soderbergh, but I think what's I used to be really into him. But the thing that really attracts me to his work is he's very passionate about the actual technical side of filmmaking, whether it's shooting on DV, digital, iPhone. He's one of the proponent proponents of just pushing the form. So gotta get, gotta give him credit. Sometimes that that pushing the form actually supersedes the actual narrative itself. But he's always been an interesting one of my favorite filmmakers. He's experimental. I, I, he's an experimental filmmaker, yes. to, to say the least. Uh, he does doesn't need to be making movies with an iPhone, but he chooses to, you know? Uh, yep. And he, this is something else that I found interesting as far as his style goes is uh, if you're like a day player, or, you know, you got like a cameo, you're not like a, a mainstay on the movie set, uh, whatever movie he's making. He doesn't give one to the actor, which is uh, to say that like he'll get a couple takes, maybe two, and then say, all right, thanks. That, I got it. And then a lot of the time the actor will want to try something else. So they won't feel ba- good about it. So they'll ask, like, can, can I do another one? I didn't really feel good about it. And I guess he's, he's known to just say on, on, on regularly, he'll just say, no, no, we're good. We're moving on, which <laughs> kind of a no, no, you're not supposed to do that to, to actors, but he, I guess he does. Okay. Well, got to give him credit. Love him. Love him. April 2nd, 2021, Gregor, what do you got? Well, you know what? I, I look, I love Idris Elba. Pacific Rim is one of my. I, I like. Do you have a specific Idris Elba movie that you like? You laughed. It's the truth. I like Guillermo del Toro. He's Stringer Bell to me forever and ever. Oh, the wire. the wire. Yes. Well, Concrete Cowboy opens Friday, April second. Well, it opens its streams debut on Netflix, and it's it's centers on this troubled teen played by. Caleb McLaughlin and this teen, you, you might know Caleb from his work in Stranger Things. He's a regular cast member. Well, this, this troubled teen, he spends the summer with his pops, played by Idris Elba, in North Philadelphia. Here's a catch. His father, his estranged father, is actually, quote-unquote, a, a concrete cowboy, meaning he's one of the cowboys who lives in North Philadelphia. They live in this l- lower middle class area, but it's, it seems very smashed together. 
and run down. But amidst everything, there's there are stables and there are horses. And this man's this man's passion is to take care of horses and to ride horses. And via this kind of connection, this troubled teen tries to find some kind of connection with his father and also connection with the horses. So that's the ultimate plot line behind Concrete Cowboy. It seems like a tropey father and son situation. You throw in a horse there. Sometimes it gets really, you're assuming it might be very saccharine and sappy. But as as you and I know from horse films like Mustang or Lean on Pete, you the horse can be used as a centerpiece for a very effective drama and that is what concrete cowboy is it doesn't get any doesn't get sugary or saccharine very good performances and what's cool about it is the a lot of the central actors the ensemble they're actually the real cowboys in north philadelphia and you get when they're talking about some of their stories it's actually reality so it's amazing stay for the closing credits because you get to really hear some of these real concrete cowboys talk about their lives within the area. Very interesting film and I highly recommend Concrete Cowboy April 2nd. So that's my pick for this week, Anderson. So it also stars Method Man's in it and Jarrell Jerome, um, Lorraine Toussaint, uh, very good actors, but really the, uh, the ones who steal the movie are the actual real people behind Concrete Cowboy. Okay, so what, what, what else do you have for April 2nd, Anderson? Uh, I got one called Amundsen. I just realized saying this out loud for the first time, I'm probably going to butcher this. Amundsen? Amundsen. 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 It's a name of a of a person. The Greatest Expedition. Ooh, this looks very good. Yeah, and the reason why I have it on my list, so it's it's going to be a foreign language film. The Life and Facts of Norwegian Explorer Roald Amundsen, the first man to arrive on the South Pole. Uh, the reason why I have it on my list, I don't know any of the actors, uh, but I do know the director, Espen Sandberg. He is responsible for a movie that I liked quite a bit from a few years ago called Contiki, which uh, there's definitely going to be some overlaps here, right? There's going to be some overlap. He also did a, a movie, uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. So, I mean, the, the man knows what he's doing behind the camera, and I'm, I'm excited to see. I will see. Like I, I loved the Shackleton story and all these crazy explorers from yesteryear that you know were just yeah. going to places where men have never been before. So, oh, and while I say that, you know what? I saw a movie just last night. I'll be covering it on the film vault, but it is too important. It, 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 not to, not to sound douchey, but it's it's exceptionally important. Uh-oh. I haven't done yes. a lot of fact checking yet, but from what I watched uh, just last night in a movie called Seaspiracy, which is on Netflix, this is a movie that people need to be watching and talking about, and uh, it's. It's probably put me off fish forever, Greg. I, I I don't know if there's any turning back. I think the genie's out of the bottle. I think we're all screwed. But uh, you know, every it, it, seaspiracy is all. It's almost. Uh, it's very related to the Cove, that movie that I absolutely adored a few years ago. Right. Um, about the slaughter of the dolphins in Japan in that little bay. He covers that. He covers that bay. And then he, this this kid, uh, he's younger and he has a, a love of marine biology as, as well as. Uh, uh, filmmaking, so he he's on his quest. He's on this quest to figure out what the problem is with uh, overfishing and the pollution and plastic, and uh, that's kind of how he starts off. And then what he finds is just it is heartbreaking, it's devastating, but I mean, it's all about knowledge, and it's all about the more people have a better idea of what's going on, the better chance we have of maybe you know reversing it. So uh, it's it's startling, and uh, plastic is a, one of the problems. It's not the leading problem at all, as far as everything goes uh with 
with uh, the environment and uh, climate change and um, overfishing. And, and it's just we're, we're screwed. We are very screwed. And I had whoa, no whoa, idea whoa, whoa. the oceans were as bad as they are. And uh, it is bad. It is bad. Are you so wait, you're actually thinking of not eating fish anymore I, or just the, you know, no all this, uh, the, the sustainably sourced? I've always wondered about that. And I pay extra for my cans of tuna. You know what I mean? And, you know, I try and buy responsibly. And it's all BS. It's all just horse s it's it, none of it really is um wow regulated okay. none of it's really watched there's no there's no way to guarantee any of it and he is like interviewing these people that are at the heads of these nonprofit organizations that literally sell their stamp of approval and they have no answers and they are or they're, they, they get cagey or they just refuse to even be interviewed it's bad the amount of, of ocean uh, devastation that, that is happening per minute is is startling. And I knew it was bad, but until watching the sea spiracy, I had no idea just how bad. And it's insane. It's crazy. Well, well, here's the, here's the thing. I know one of your favorite pieces of food is uni, right? And I'm a I'm a vegetarian, but I once every month I I'll, I have to say In and Out Burger. I'm going to eat In and Out Burger all the time. I'm going to eat it. But does this make you pause you know, when you go to your sushi restaurant? Yeah, it makes, I mean, make sushi is by far my favorite. I just I just started eating shirashi bowls uh, like once a month. It's my favorite kind of food. It's just uh, sushi rice with a bunch of raw fish laid over it. And I've, I've sampled all over like different Japanese restaurants. It's my favorite. I, do, I allow myself to have it once a month because it's a little pricey. And I, I don't think I can do it. I just... I, I don't want to be Whoa, part of this okay. horrific, horrific problem, even though I'm one small person. But, you know, what, what's the, you know, act locally, think globally. But it's, I mean, this thing makes me want to become an activist. Well, look, how, what about that, that, that devil's advocate who, said, who will say, well, you know, that food, your favorite food is also very, very good for you. So that fish and rice sounds very healthy, Anderson, mm, whatever. It was I mean. at one point. I don't know about the fish we're eating today with all the merc, the mercury. All right. So anyways. <laughs> wow. Okay. Seaspiracy. A Munson. So I think I might just be oh. down to chicken, and I don't really even like chicken. So maybe I'll just go vegan finally, or vegetarian. All right, whatever. Yeah, well, I bet you. I bet once you go vegetarian, man, you're you're gonna love it. You're gonna love uh-huh. it. That's what I, it's mm. gonna be. It's gonna be an easy transition for you. Yeah, mm. like lickety split. I'm, I'm telling you, it'll. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, one, it'll I take like you my basically shake seven days. Too much to go full veg. So. Oh, you shake shack. What do you shake shack? You got the mushroom burgers there. You're fine, and you know, mm. and, and look, I, I and tried you one, ha- Craig. It has nothing on the actual shake shack burger. Okay. Okay, well then just just go to the stand, get yourself a veggie burger. Anyways, that is Seaspiracy. It's not out April 2nd, but it's out now on Netflix, as well as Emmonson, The Greatest Expedition. I'm assuming it's not going to be in theaters. Emmonson, and that's going to be like a – okay, Emmonson. And so Amundsen. I don't know that, what I'm saying. Yeah, or, or, or even Amundsen. So I, I was Amundsen. kidding. Uh, with that, Yeah, so that is uh, coming out via Samuel Goldwyn Films, and that is – on in virtual cinemas and VOD on April second, and it also stars. By the way, it stars one person that you know of, Catherine Waterston, who I I love. I love Catherine Waterston oh, yes. from in, Inherent Inherent Vice, and I recently rec- uh, interviewed her about several months ago. And uh, I, I'm very smitten, very very talented actor. Love Catherine Waterston. So that is anything else you got for April second? Yes, yes oh, I do. Okay. Uh, uh, we we like our short, quick, uh, scant little uh, comedies, right? Uh, this one's an hour, 24 minutes. It's called Say Your Prayers. And the mm-hmm. uh, storyline is this. Two orphan brothers turn radical Christian hitmen venture to rule Ickley under the instruction of Father Enoch. Their mission, assassinate Professor John Huxley, famed atheist writer. This thing uh, comes out April 2nd. comes out tomorrow. 
And uh, right now it's only got 102 uh, ratings on IMDb, and it's, it's uh, 5.1, which is not good, but it's, it is politically charged. Uh, I don't know which way it's going to go. But the main reason why I, I picked this one is because I love this actor who is one of the brothers. His, uh, the actor is Harry Melling. The, the armless, legless guy in that one store, I think it was the last story in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, okay, got it, got it. That I, guy with uh, the face, with the face. Now, he was also in uh, The Queen's Gambit. Uh, he was um, he, he showed up a number of times. Uh, he was the one that was helping her. He also was in a movie that I really liked from last year called The Devil All the Time. It's um, almost like a, like a good version of Cherry. They're very different, but they're both sweeping epics. And uh, the, the Devil All the Time, they both star uh, uh, Tom Holland as well. And uh, he's in there. He plays a religious zealot in that one. Oh, it's creepy. Uh, but I love this guy, and apparently, uh, all the Harry Potter fans definitely know him because he's uh, oh, yeah. been in a lot of the Harry Potters. Dudley Dursley, Dursley, Dudley. Dur- I, yeah, I've he's, never, he's good. I've, You've never I've seen, seen the, the one Potter Harry stuff. Potter. I've seen one Harry okay, Potter. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay, so, yeah. But <clears throat> he plays one of the brothers in this, and uh, this could be kind of so. Say your prayers is the name of the movie. It, it, it might be uh, interesting, and uh, who knows? VOD. Hmm. Okay, April sounds. Sounds interesting enough. It sounds interesting enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is it for April 2nd. I, I have something for April 9th. It's probably not in our hey, list. Say, but, say your prayer has got a little Boondock Saints, uh, you know, feel to it. I oh, think. God. Got that. God, you know I, mean? I love. I, yeah, I love. I love Boondock Brother Saints. Yeah. yeah, Brother Okay, so now coming out April 9th in theaters and on demand is a thriller called Held. And it's, it's a DIY. It's an indie thriller. Written by Jill Aubrey. And the reason why I say written by Jill Aubrey is because she is one of the main actors in this movie. So it centers on a married couple. They're, they're, they're looking for a little bit of a, a getaway. They, they go on a vacation. In their vacation rental, everything seems fine. They're trying to rekindle their romance. The other actor is, is uh, Bart Johnson. So Bart Johnson Bart. and Jill Aubrey. Yeah, Bart. Bart Johnson and Jill Aubrey. They are the married couple. They're staying in this vacation rental. Unfortunately, that the rental... It closes up, meaning they can't get out of the house. They are being stalked by some kind of maniac, a masked maniac who has command over their house. And he's ordering them to do things to each other, to different things. Or, or they're, they're supposed to listen to this killer. If not, well, this person, this mysterious person, if not, they will die. So that is a premise. It's 93 minute thriller held. It's written, it's directed by Chris Loffing and Travis Clough. And it, it's very, very well done movie, even though it's a minuscule budget. I really liked, uh, there's some, there's a couple of twists in the movie that I enjoyed and it was, I'm a thriller guy. This really checked off all the boxes. For some reason, Movie Insider does not have held as one of the movies coming out on April 9th. Shame on them for that. So that is Neither my- Neither did IMDb's coming soon or calendar release date. Okay, maybe I just made that movie up just to look good. So, uh, yeah, no, but anyways, Held, it's, it's called Held. It's definitely coming out. I, I, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone that none of these sources have it, but it's coming out. Held. Who, who directed it? Because I'm looking at IMDb and it's not even on here. I see the, the Beatles one from 65, of course. Yeah, great, of course. Uh, Chris Loffing, L-O-F-I-N-G, and Travis Clough, C-L-U-F-F. So they are co-directors, and they I think they, they directed a movie several years ago called The Gallows or something like that, and then The Gallows Part 2. So they're indie filmmakers. This one's a very good one. It's, the script was brought to them from Jill, and they, they made it. And yeah, so, oh, yeah, Patreon members, you're going to get first access to my interviews with Jill, Bart, and the directors. That said... I like this movie. 
aside from the interviews. So I, I, I requested this, these interviews after watching. Seems suspect, Elvis. but uh, yes, it's good uh, yes, I do because yeah. Greg, get get this. This is a good one. I, it took me I, the entire time you've been talking about it. I, I've been I've been workshopping this. Uh, help needs a little help. Oh, because you see yeah. IMDb and uh, Inside yes. Louis. Like, I don't even see it on my Variety Fair. Uh, uh, Vanity Fair, my variety <laughs> insight email that I get weekly. Uh, I didn't see it on there either. So I don't know what's That's going on. Are you sure help is a real movie? Are you sure you're not just having some uh, delusions? Are you, are you the father? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean uh, my fault. I don't mean help. I mean, I mean held. I should have mentioned with the, the Beatles, held, H-E-L-D. Like, oh, I wish I was okay. held. I'm a lonely human being. I wish I was held. Yes, held, I, held, I, held I, that, yeah. I held that lovely person in my arms and then he or she passed on mm-hmm. to another day. But tomorrow I had to go so is another day. Yes, it went a little bit dark because hell is dark. Hell is dark. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But so, yeah, it's not help. I do need help, but I also need to be held. But held is the correct word of the day for our film preview for April. Okay, so mm-hmm. that is that is it. I, I know exactly what your what what your pick is for the movie insider thing. By the way, uh, for the previews, I, I know you're all about this movie called Voyagers. Correct? Am I correct on this? It's thriller. I don't know if I'm thriller? all about it, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Neil Berger's got a new one coming out um, called Voyagers. It's I've been hearing about it for a while now since I think before COVID. And uh, Neil Berger, of course, he's the director of Limitless and The Illusionist, which was the second best movie about. Um, uh, about Great illusion movie. that that year it was the second best. Christopher Nolan made, uh, made oh, one yeah, that was yeah. a little bit better. Still, but but still very good, very good movie. Like you were saying, still, you know, you know what's weird is I I haven't seen Limitless, but did you way back when did you um, think that Neil Berger would have a huger directing career, meaning he'd be one of these tentpole type of directors after watching something like The Illusionist, or maybe I'm completely no, no, I, I could see him breaking free and being huge, but. Uh, yeah, he he hasn't thus far, right? But uh, he writes a lot of his own stuff too, so maybe he goes at his own pace. I, I don't know if he picks up. Many, actually, let me look at his IMDb. I don't know if he writes. I mean, like he did, all of his stuff. It, look, here's the thing: in 2014, he did Divergent, oh, and of then course. five yes, years. Yes. Yeah, that was supposed to be years. his launching pad, and it just never happened. Yeah, but you know what? In, in all fairness, in 2019, he directed The Upside, which I know a lot of people love, and I'm sure it's a good movie. I haven't seen it yet. I know I know these kind of movies. I'm sure there is a lot of upside to The Upside, but Burger is interesting because he 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 had success with this movie from uh, The Upside, but you would think between 2014 to 2019, and I, maybe this is a credit to him, he, that he would have a lot more divergent or maybe high-profile type of features from the studio. He seems like a studio type of director, and maybe yeah, he goes he the other way. Yeah, he seems very serviceable, yeah. like very serviceable, and I don't mean that as, like a, yes, as a slight. 100%. Like It seems like he can make your movie, but I think that he, he from looking at his credits, he, he likes to direct his own stuff, which I can respect and i appreciate that uh for yeah. sure the upside was a, a a remake i think it was a quick cash grab of a, a great french film that i absolutely loved uh called oh, what was it called oh oh the in, in something the intouchables or in in touch something yeah the intouchables, intouchables. yeah it's a true life story about this uh guy that was uh quadriplegic uh, from the neck down couldn't move and he needed help he needed you know he needed to have an assistant and he was well to do and uh, he lived in the french countryside and then uh the guy that uh, he ended up getting uh hiring was uh this this black guy who in the movie was black but in real life was an arab 
and they let you know that by the end of the movie. And uh, this guy was on unemployment, and he was just doing the job interview so that he could satisfy his unemployment officer, if I recall. And um, the 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 quadriplegic quadriplegic guy really liked the cut of his jib and liked him being kind of you know insane. So he hired him uh, to everyone's surprise. And it was like, you know, a real odd couple touching story. And then they did it with Brian uh, Cranston and Kevin Hart for the American version. And I remember uh, not really being taken with the trailer. So I never saw it. Neil Berger was just a hired hand there. But most of Neil Berger's movies uh, are written by Neil Berger as well, uh, as is the case with Voyagers, which is what we're talking about right now. Voyagers uh, is about uh, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission and as they descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real. And what is not? So I'm sure we're going to have some, I would imagine we're going to have some um, uh, unreliable narrators. we got Colin Farrell, Ty Sheridan, and Lily Rose Depp all in this movie. You know, it could be one of these movies, since it's an interesting director, like we've been talking about. It, it could be one of these movies, like I, I just recently saw a couple of weeks ago, the movie, and I did this for a Patreon feed for a review, that Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds film, Life, which when it came out, it did okay at the box office, but it was one of those obscure sci-fi films. Came out around the same time of Passengers by Sony. So it might be one of these interesting movies that because of the pandemic, it this movie would have been out in like real theaters for, and had have, have it would have had a bigger spotlight than it already than it has right now, which is yeah, not so much these, so far. The, the movies that are coming out right now, like especially these ones who are moderate budget, like they're kind of playing some catch up for sure. They're it's going to get a nationwide release, and a lot of the theaters are now open across the nation but there wasn't a whole lot of time to you know feed people the trailers or get tv spots or billboards and stuff so a lot of these movies are definitely going to be feeling the ill effects of the um the the pandemic even though it's waning so uh what else do i got voyagers you got Voyagers, and then moffy just because i try and be a little highfalutin on this here program uh greg but it's a very very heavy drama uh period piece 19 early 80s um south south africa and uh, it's directed by a man named uh, Oliver Hermanus. Uh, have you seen anything by Oliver Hermanus? What is the name of the What is the name of the movie? Sorry for the for the lawnmower, but uh, Oliver, what is Moffy. what is the name? Of- Moffy. Oh, oh, yeah, he's been making um, movies for uh, the last ten years plus. Uh, Shirley Adams, Beauty, and the Endless River, and this one is all about a uh, a guy in South Africa who uh, is. I'm not sure why it's called Mafia. I was thinking that was his that was his name, but uh, in South Africa, he has to complete brutal and racist two years of um, compulsory uh, military service. A lot of countries have that, where like doesn't matter who you are, you have to serve. Even if you're like a professional athlete, I see it in hockey all the time. Uh, these guys have to serve for their country at one point or another. It's not it's not like uh, like here, uh, but uh, he has to do do so while um, desperately. Yeah, he's in the closet and uh, he can't mm. let anyone know that he's gay. And uh, it, it sounds like a heavy drama, but it's also got the romance in there. I can see this being a very good movie, Mafia. You could, wow, very, very interesting. Um, High yeah, very interesting. Over here, Greg. You know what? You or know what's highfalutin. interesting? Highfalutin. I, I I didn't see it on Movie Insider, and, and and I want to thank you because I just opened up my email from IFC Films. This is a running horrible joke that I'm doing, but mm-hmm. I just I just got interviews with the director and writer and actor. I just opened up the email dated from two days ago while you were speaking uh, these eloquent words on Mafia. I just requested a, a screening link to to see the movie. Thank Mafia. you, Anderson, again for doing my job. And, and opening well, up. I mean, I didn't. My, I didn't interview anyone or or open your no, emails. No, but I just you. you I didn't even. 
you know, if you if you didn't, this movie would have not been covered by me because I, I would not have opened the email, which, by the way, now stands at 98,237 in my Gmail inbox. So I don't know how, how your beat, Gmail. Gregor. What? You got me beat. You got me beat. Oh, wait, wait. Do you still do you have a huge uh, thing on? I your, have too on many. It? Yeah. On the one that I used for Loveline for years, uh, it's it's a whole lot. Let me pull it up for you. I'll tell you. Twenty thousand fourteen. Okay. Okay. So wow. Okay. So you still use that? Okay. Oh, the one you use emails. Oh my unread. goodness. Oh, unread. Yeah. Yeah. And they so. will remain that way. <laughs> we'll continue. Okay. So that is Moffy, and that is uh, yeah, very interesting movie. Mo- are we moving on to April sixteenth? Uh, yeah, we are. I have one, and it's very obscure, very off the beaten path, and that's all I got. Okay, well, you know what? Because mine is not off the beaten path. It seems very predictable, but cute. Uh, let's start with yours first, because I think mine is going to be a little bit more. No, because I just said Moffy, which is off the beaten path. We need something. Yeah. We need something sexy. We need something big. We need something some people can access. Let's talk about it, Greg. Well, what you, you know, I, look, I I like Sebastian Stan a lot. I think he's I think he's a good actor, and I I you know, look, I'm I'm literally uh, I'm, I'm into I'm into him as a an actor. I like Marvel movies. I, I like him. So, and you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I I still have to watch the second episode and probably no, the third episode. Yeah, no, no, it's a it's a good it's a good series, Anderson. How how can you say that? It's a, it's Disney mm-hmm. Plus. We love Disney Plus. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Are you, aren't you a fan? Okay, so no, you're not. Okay, so it stars. This is a movie called Monday. Not Monday. too not too original of a title, but it stars Sebastian Stan and Denise. Go, I believe it's G O U G H, and it's just Gow. a relationship with Gao, Gao, or maybe Gao, maybe Gao or Go. But anyways, Mickey is played by Sebastian Probably Stan. Go. You know, you know people named Mickey, by the way, and Chloe played by Denise Go or Gao. Nice. I do know someone named Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> and they're two Americans. They're living in their mid thirties. They're living in Athens, and they meet you know, one weekend, and there's chemistry. Is uh, and you then know they kiss a lot. They kiss a lot. They probably make out. They probably have a little bit of coitus there, and, and it's beautiful in Greece. Coitus. It's a uh, yeah, coitus. I love the word C O I T U S. I believe. I'm, and, T- and, and, yeah, and tedious. Can, this looks yeah, tedious. tedious. It, no, it looks it looks very very sexy and exciting. And maybe it, maybe along the way, while they're having all these carnal activities and, and uh-huh. bonding time together, maybe they'll learn a little bit something about themselves and the big picture big, big picture that is known as life. So maybe Monday might be interesting. That is a movie I actually literally requested for. Not not now, not right now. I requested this about a week ago. I can't wait to see these two people, these two beautiful people get together and you know make me wish I was in Greece as well as opposed to watching movies on my iPad. Monday, it opens in select theaters, VOD, digital platforms on mm-hmm. April 16th and it's directed by Argyris. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Papa Dimitropoulos. Dimitropoulos. So that's it. It's 115 Papa minutes. Dimitropoulos. Yeah, it's a- Anderson, a- Monday, 115 minute relationship drama. I think it's right up your alley. I think you might like yeah, it. What sounds, do you think? This sounds awful to me. And, well, I mean, no, it's no, not because- made for me. It, it might be great, but it's not. Yeah, Remember that yeah, documentary I- that you love so much? The, uh, was it Leonard Cohen? And uh- Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, that movie, uh, that documentary is amazing. Right? Documentary yeah. about the filmmaker banging his his love interest on in, in no I, I, in Greece, I, 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 the Greece Islands. I, I think it was about a filmmaker who really loved that woman, and uh, you know she loved Leonard Cohen. It's Carl thing. You, Carl yeah, you, you yeah you fell in love with that documentary, right? It's very I did no, not. You, I, oh, I fell not. in love with that part of uh, Greece, and I I I, I love the idea of going back to the sixties and seeing it in its heyday. You know now it's it's been to, what, 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 what was Malta? it called Malta 
Mulder? I think Mulder Mulder maybe. Yeah, I forget, but you thought that was exploitive. Maybe that documentary, maybe a little bit too uh, too TMI. You think maybe a little bit TMI? Because yeah, was, I just uh, didn't care about any of the, the lead characters and how they were in a love triangle and those hippies and like a free for all. I just didn't care. Didn't. Yeah, the Leonard, right, Leonard, so, Leonard, Leonard Cohen. You're not a Leonard Cohen guy. You didn't like the poetry. I mean, you didn't like. Every, come on. Everybody knows. I mean, I like that song at the end of uh, Natural Born Killers a lot. It works. Hey, no, Leonard Cohen's a, a genius, I guess. A lot of people appreciate him. I, I think that he's covered. I don't. He doesn't need me appreciating him. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I think oh, he's okay. Look, you know what? I know. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. Tell me about this This movie, in all fairness. I'm, I am going to see Monday. The movie that you are picking out of obscurity, I think this could be, it might be the big winner in April. So I don't I'm, think so. I don't think so. Are you? What? This is a G-rated movie. It's a G-rated film, uh, and it is a documentary that I think I will like quite a bit. And it's called Gunda. Gunda. Yeah. That, this it's is going to exact- be the big winner of April. What are you crazy? Yeah, it's, it's produced by Joaquin Phoenix, executive produced. And you're talking about he's making a, a he's lifestyle an animal lover, and yeah. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. wants everyone to watch uh, movies like this, which is a it's a it's a documentary that follows a pig around. Yeah. On a farm, and then you get yeah. to know his neighbors as well that are a uh, a hen, right? A chicken, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, what's his other? You just you just uh, were like ten minutes, a fifteen minutes ago talking about conspiracy. This is the direct. This is the direct link that will make you probably tip. It might tip you over that proverbial. It boat could. And I've you been might, waiting. I've yes. been waiting for something. This is it. I, the way that I think and the way that I feel about things, I just <laughs> shut that part of my mind off so that I can enjoy my 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 fish and my my steak. I haven't eaten pig in years, so I mean that that already happened. That happened uh, over a day. That's not true. I, if I'm sitting at a table and somebody gets bacon and they don't want it, or they're, they're I would rather eat it than it get thrown away. But I don't fair. help the That's pig fair. industry. I'm not helping big pig. Okay, yeah, no, I, I never know. order, and I miss my my pork chops. I love them. I I I I, I was able to cook them so well. They were so juicy, so good. I miss them, <laughs> but I don't want to eat pig anymore because there's too much like us and they're cute they're like they're i've said it before they're crossed they look like they're crosses between uh humans and dogs like if humans and dogs were to crossbreed uh we would look like a pig and but, uh they're very yes. smart and i i hate the idea of eating them so i don't anymore but i you know I, whenever i'm eating steak i love it it's so good gregor i just try and think of uh you know how how the bulls are kind of jerks to each other sometimes <laughs> or you're trying to honor them by by using their food, their meat for sustenance. Now the fact that quote this movie Gunda ask or Gunda or I'm just I'm just gonna say Gunda or Gunda asks us to meditate on the mystery of animal consciousness. That's why if this movie is done correctly, it could be the movie to see in April. That's my take on it. And or it could it, put it, us all to sleep. Or it could be the worst movie of the month. But I'm just having black a and feeling. white farm movie about a pig. And there's no talking. There's no, we're not. We're not getting babe here. We're just getting a pig uh, wandering around in black and white on a farm. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, you know, if it uh, movies are affecting, right? And they they yeah. sometimes they literally change your life. And maybe seeing conspiracy uh, and now and then Gunda within the same you know few weeks. It's almost like uh, you know planets aligning for me. Maybe it's time. Here's another problem that I have, Greg. I'm one of these. I can't just do it on my own. Like if I quit eating meat every time i see someone eating meat it's gonna bug me you no no I mean? but by the way veg being a vegetarian is not it's like that's a, it, you know the big jump was being vegan I, I mean this is a whole different conversation this will last 15 seconds i'm gonna tell you vegetarian you, you still can eat eggs and animal products so vegetarian is basically being a meat eater i just wanted wanted you it's to know basically that basically being a meat eater. no come it's on very different but uh no, no, i get what you're no. saying you're eating products that are yeah you know what i had a really hard time yeah. for uh, easter's coming up on sunday and i you know i wanted to do um some easter eggs with a boy because I, I did them last year but he's a little young and this year he's all excited because he sees little kits and whatnot 
Yeah. I could not get any cage-free eggs that were uh, white. Uh, all the cage-free eggs are brown because I, I knew – I know that they they bleach the eggs and they make them white for, right. for the consumers, which is absurd. But you'd think that – I had no idea that they didn't ever do that for the cage-free guys. So I had to buy some caged chicken eggs. And uh, chickens are dicks. So, I mean, they, they do peck each other to death and they're, they got their reptile brain going and, uh, yeah. I'm telling you, you are chicken. listeners, listeners who listen to Cinematics, TFV, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole Anderson Cowan universe of podcasts. Email him. I'm behind on me emails. I'm, I'm good. Okay. And if you do okay. find it in your heart to email me, uh, please keep it keep it short because you should hear the guttural moan when I'm going and I'm, I'm catching up on my emails. And, yes. Uh, and I and I click on you know the next one and it's just like five paragraphs because I have to read it. I'm OCD and I just go. Ugh, uh, the wife is always giving me s. Uh, she says all. We we got in an argument. And she was saying, "Yeah, I, I I know why you're busy because you're always just sitting there uh, uh, on your email." So I'm like, "Ah, that's yeah. that's one thing." You're that the I do. only person I know who actually replies to emails. You reply to that every single email. She, she thinks that I'm being uh, foolish and that I'm not busy and that I live the life of Riley. And the only thing I'm busy with is emails. <laughs> Truth be you told, you don't live the life she, of Riley. That when I, I am working on the computer, uh, whenever she comes into the, what'd you say? <laughs> What was that, Greg? I missed it. You, you definitely do not live the life of Riley. That I know because you are, you're working 24-7. So that is not – I'm always That is a misperception though, yeah. in all fairness whenever to she, Jillian. <laughs> whenever she walks into the room though, like I don't like her to see that I am working on like Addie and Andy or something or the movie. I don't want I don't want her to give me crap about what I'm working on, right? So right. a lot of the time I will. I, I'll, I'll see her coming and she, she can be a little nosy sometimes. So if she comes <laughs> in the kitchen where I'm sitting and doing the work, uh, I will switch over to my Gmail account. That's kind of my default, which I realized. So she yeah. does think that I'm constantly looking at – emails because every time she comes in the room i do the old switcheroo and uh, make sure that i got my emails up in front of me so. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that that was safe but now i'm taking heat for that too a lot of the yeah. emails are they're business related as well you know I'm, I'm doing all i got a lot of stuff all right you got okay. you have a lot and you and, and look again listeners i i think anderson might make might, might cut this off the podcast but he responds to every single email this is no joke Okay, I have. I'm but the one with ninety. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the truth, don't. folks. I'm t- okay. Okay. Moving I got in an argument with a listener uh, because we're we're going um, all Patreon over on an after disaster and it yeah. ruffled a lot of feathers. Yeah. And I got into yeah. a, an argument with uh, somebody who I was giving them. I was busting their balls a little bit, and because I had been going back and forth with them for <laughs> three or four years, and I looked and I'm like, oh yeah, forty emails between this guy and I. I've never met him, but I'm going to give him a little crap. It's a long, convoluted story which I won't get into, but he misunderstood it and got really pissed at me. And uh, I spent the entire oh. weekend arguing with this guy via email. I probably, probably back and forth, maybe fifty emails between the two of us. I was pissed, Greg. I was pissed. Unbelievable. But, um, yeah. Well, I was going to say something. You're oh, a good. Oh. You're a good egg, but I'm going to say you're a good vegetarian egg. You're, I'm going to. I'm going to say right, you're a good vegetarian egg, Anderson. Well, I can't wait to busy. <laughs> um, tomorrow was supposed to be a shoot day. I was supposed to have to be down in San Diego for twelve hours and then come yes. back. Uh-huh. Um, so I already recorded, um, uh, I've got a movie to make this week. So, uh, I don't know why I'm announcing that. Uh, oh, cause oh, I'm going to cool. be talking about the shoot date tomorrow, but, uh, uh, it's not happening until next Saturday now. So anyways, but yeah, I talk uh, about deadlines and I talk about some, um, some, some hiccups that I have in my scripts and how I'm trying to fix it. How little things, little tiny things sometimes can really, uh, throw everything for a loop. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I talk about on this week's I Got a Movie to Make, episode 95 of 116 Weeks. It's wow, getting it's close, Greg. Drawing closer. 
That's it. You know what? By the way, after uh, on week 117, which is I don't think exists uh, or maybe may, may not exist, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off my own thing. Is I've got a life to lead. <laughs> I've got a I've got a script to write. Maybe I'll I'll, uh, no, I'll my, care. Yes. Episode 117 is uh, for for me. My new show is I I, I got a job to find. <laughs> Yes, that would be that would be very that would be very very good. That would be very very good. Okay, so that is April. Uh, truth be told, oh, though, yes, like sir. everything got a little bit changed around and moved around, and everything's a little bit different now because of COVID. You know, right, right. And uh, you know what? I look, look. I mean, I'm I'm glad everything's sort of clo- kind of opening up, and things will be different this year. Hopefully, everyone's doing okay. And look, you're, everyone I know is they're actually doing the movie theater stuff, and hopefully, things will be different. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you one to, thing, Greg. Essential. Essential. You're an essential worker. Now, speaking of essential, what's essential for the week of April 23rd? Is there any, nice, you know what? Greg. That uh, you know, great thank, segue. Thank you, sir. Unfortunately, I I, uh, I don't know if there's anything good. There was there was this. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I don't. I don't no, think. No. Not. I mean, I was actually should, subjected to that trailer a couple of days ago. I'm, they I'm said Asian. the F word in the trailer. I, yeah, I should like it because I'm me being Asian and everything, mm-hmm. right? But no, but uh, no, no, not not not. Really. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't have anything uh, for this date. However, I have a question for you, and maybe you can help me. Um, yes. The Acid. What is going on with The Acid, directed by Martin Campbell? He directed some uh, 007s. He's an amazing uh, Starring director. Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Patrick, Michael Keaton, uh, Maggie Q. It's it's set for a release on, uh, what date are we doing here? The uh, Yeah, April 23rd. The 23rd. I there's no to, poster. I, there's no trailer. I think it's, it's going to be one of these. It's a big movie. Yeah, nationwide. It, it, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it's. Opening. What is going yeah. on? This movie's being buried. I've never seen a movie this big be this buried. Yeah, no, because look, Martin Campbell is a very look. Listeners, go to IMDb, and I'm not kidding you. Type in Martin Campbell. I'm trying to remember a bunch of his movies. He's one of the best directors we have that you've really no, never heard of. He did a no, movie no. called Green Lantern. Okay, that that's still a very good movie, underrated. Oh, I, I, I was uh, that's a joke. That's a People joke. Can that's, hear a, you. that's a joke. No, he did this movie called Edge of Darkness with Mel, uh, with Mel Gibson. Excellent movie. He's done a lot of movies of that ilk, very hardcore. And that's those kind of movies helped him get Green Lantern. But this movie, I think probably, and I think he did a movie with Jackie Chan recently. I forgot the one with with Pierce Brosnan. I think he did that movie. Very interesting filmmaker off the top of my head. I love his movies. And I think oh, you know what he also did? He did he did that first Zorro film. So he's he's a very he's a Master craftsman, and he also did this. I movie like called, that for Zorro movie. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, right. And then he also did the like. I think he did this movie. Um, and by the way, I'm not even looking at IMDb until I pull it up right now. Yeah, he did Casino Royale. But the movie I was going to mention, I haven't checked it out yet. I think it's called The Vertical Limit. Yeah, he, he did some. Really, he's done some really interesting movies. Love, love him. And maybe I, I should track. Yeah, 2000, year 2000, The Vertical, uh, Vertical Limit, Beyond, Beyond Borders, which I hear sucks. But he also did, like you said, Casino Royale. Old and I. Yeah, and then the oh yeah, and then he did. You said the asset back in 2017. He directed that that um, movie with Pierce Brosnan and Jackie Chan called The Foreigner. That's probably one of my favorite Jackie Chan films because that's a movie where Jackie Chan actually acts in the film. So oh. it's a very yeah, very well done film. You haven't seen it? It's worth watching. So Martin Campbell's I, one of those guys though that's been working uh, for decades and on really big movies, but no one knows his name. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one, no one does, you know. So, um, yeah, and, and you know what? Here, and I, look, the reason why I also want to mention you, since you don't have anything on April twenty third, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell listeners, I, I do this on, uh, and the, or the find your film thing, and it's not, it's not a joke. I am very incompetent when it comes to being a journalist, okay? And that's not, uh, you know, that's not to get compliments or or, or anything like that. There's another movie called Together Together. It's a comedy. It's going to be released oh. on April 23rd, 23rd by Bleecker Street, and it hits mm. theaters April 23rd. Okay, and it's a romantic comedy. And, mm. quote, when, a young, when young loner Anna is hired as the gestational surrogate for Matt, a single man in his 40s who wants a kid, the two strangers come to realize this relationship will quickly challenge their perceptions of connection, boundaries, and the particulars of love. Here's the thing. I've read reviews on this movie and it's getting some really interesting reviews because, you know, I think you might actually like, here's a cast, Ed Helms, Patty Harrison. And I think, am I wrong on this? You actually like Tig Notaro? You like her approach yeah. to humor? She's very good. I, mean, She's I, also love, this, I love her stand-up. Yeah, there. And it stars Nora Dunn, a very underrated, and Rosalind Chow comes out. And the reason why I say this is because I received an email three days ago and why I'm unprofessional from the publicist for Together Together telling me, asking me if I've actually seen the movie yet, which I should have seen about nine days ago, because I definitely want to do an interview and I'll put that for our Patreon, for our Patreon listeners. But anyways, Together Together, in all honesty, looks like an interesting, subversive, romantic comedy. That will be my pick for April 23rd. I will report if this movie is any good down the road. Okay, I'm on going the, with uh, the asset. I'm I'm curious. And you are going What's with going the on? asset now. Michael Keaton playing a uh, 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 an assassin, a trained assassin with a uh, check checkered past uh, from his days in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I've got to check this out. You know, the only other okay. So to close out this month on April 30th, I don't know if I'm really excited about this, but I do buy stock in Michael B. Jordan as a lead actor. Yeah. I, you know, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. I'm not a, you know, I wasn't really. Tom Clan- I don't like Tom Clancy's name in the title. What, what Greg's talking about is Tam- yeah. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It's going to be on Prime Video for us to all consume on April 30th. Uh, and it's starring Michael B. Jordan, Jody Turner-Smith, and Jamie Bell. Oh, yeah, we like yeah. Jamie Bell. Uh, ta- ta- uh, Taylor Sheridan is uh, responsible for the screenplay. Uh, so this is this is good stuff. This comes from. The, the same world, not, it's not the same universe, but it's going to be, it's like the same team, right, um, that did Sicario. Yeah, with Sicario did the Soldado, that's a director, yeah, and maybe the same team, maybe the, that same team did Sicario Ty Sheridan, as well. Though. Yeah, and Ty Sheridan, yeah, oh yes, yes. Um, Taylor yeah. Sheridan. Ta- Taylor, yeah. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, Ty Sheridan is in Voyagers. Yeah, Ty Sheridan is in Voyagers, which we mentioned um, 20 minutes ago. But yeah, Taylor Sheridan, yeah, great. I mean, we love him, Wind, Wind River, all that stuff. And then, like you said, Sicario. But Day of the, I did actually enjoy uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado as well. And that was I directed. Oh, you uh, loved it? You thought that it. was under- yeah, I liked it more than the first one. Because fir- Sicario, the oh, first one was amazing. great, especially if you've never sat through five seasons of Breaking Bad. It felt like a. a oh, got it. Like, you know, like a, a scant version of Breaking Bad, which I think I would have been completely floored if I wasn't so, it was so, it felt so Breaking Bad, even though it was a different story, but it was a, the same unit, the same world. And uh, Sicario too was uh, a whole different ball of wax and I, I loved it. Oh yeah. And, and probably, and I'm putting words in your mouth, you probably loved it because it, it's one of those movies that actually was its own little thing and it didn't try to be this expansive. It was its own yeah. self-contained story. Like and Star Wars ro- Rogue. Right? Rogue yeah. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A Fair Star enough. Story. Yeah. A Sicario the, story, Greg. And that's why you're this Stefano Solima, you liked his work with uh, Day of the Soldado and you were excited to see this as well as I just 
Yeah, I just don't like Tom Clancy's name because I just think of old, rich white man, you know, uh, drinking brandy, smoking a cigar, and reading a Tom Clancy <laughs> novel. I just see that, right? And yeah. I think of like a clear and present danger and all those uh, Harrison Ford movies that bored me to s- stiff uh, back in the day. I, I, but I just you know, in, in fairness, when you and I were watching those movies, we were in our in our twenties to mid twenties, and maybe I don't know, maybe if we actually like, not like we have ever time, if we actually came back to watch it, maybe we might like it a little bit more than we did. You know, it wouldn't have been cool to like those movies when we, you and I were coming up in the 90s. So is mm-hmm. that a good, do you think maybe uh, you and I would like it a little bit more now? I don't know. It might, might be one of those things. I'm just saying. Perhaps. 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 So, but that, you know, this movie should be I know interesting. What you're saying, Greg. I, yeah. But you know what? I, you're talking to a guy who actually went to the theater to see, uh, uh, oh, well, <laughs> Uh, what were those movies? Oh my god! That, oh oh oh! Patriot Games, Patriot Games, um, Clear no. and Present Danger. Way and, way worse. Uh, oh. Howard's End. Remember, well, love Anthony that. Hopkins was on yeah. like three or four like really stuffy movies. Oh, The uh, Remains for, of the Day made me almost cry. Oh, yeah. Remains of the Day. I saw yeah, these movies in I, the theater. I, why did you see those in the theater? I had to do it because I was I'm covering a the film press snob. Okay, okay. So yeah, I like The Remains of the I Day. I thought maybe I could uh, I could access it, and, and, and I, I remember not hating them, not being bored stiff, and liking them more than I thought I would. But no, nah, they didn't. You know what? The Remains of the Day and Howard's End did not have "I Want My Mummy," so probably the father trumps. Would you say that maybe Anthony Hopkins? has given us so much over the years, right? But would He's you so say amazing. that was one of, one of his best roles, if not his best role? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, our, our buddy Bruce Perky said it's his favorite Anthony Hopkins performance. I would probably say right up there, too. I would say uh, I that. I think the, so, too. The caveat, though, the caveat there, though, is how many Anthony Hopkins movie have I actually seen? Like, I haven't seen Magic. I haven't seen. There's a lot of movies of his that I have not seen. I'm sure, like, if I saw Magic, which has him, like, as a ventriloquist kind of thing, that would be probably one of my favorites or something like that. But, yeah, Mr. right Marvel's. now. Which one? Mr. Marbles, it's a Seinfeld oh, thing. Oh, Mr. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch like Seinfeld. Never saw the Seinfeld one except the Terry Hatcher episode. But, okay, so that is, I think that is it. Tom Clancy. No, I got a couple that? more. I got I got two more. Uh, one real quick. Golden Arm. Kids uh, animated movie on Netflix. Oh. And it's got a great cast. It's called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. The Mitchells vs. The Machines. And, uh, you know, you never know with kids' movies, but uh, they got... Uh, Olivia Coleman uh, plays one of the leads, as does Eric Andre, uh, Maya Rudolph. No, my uh, You got Danny McBride in there, Fred Armisen. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Great cast. And uh, Conan O'Brien voices somebody, John Legend, uh, as well as uh, Chrissy Teigen there. So I, Beck Bennett from SNL. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It's about uh, a family that goes on a road trip, uh, and then it's upended when they find themselves in the middle of like a robot apocalypse, and they uh, they have to become um, oh they have to save the world. So I'm looking forward to watching this one with the boy because it's something I can watch with him. So uh, even though it's PG, I think that he'll be able to, to to sit by my side and enjoy it. And then finally, Greg. So that's the Mitchells versus the Machines. The Mitchells versus the Machines, and that is Netflix. So most of us will have access to that immediately on April thirtieth. And then finally, <coughs> about endlessness, <clears throat> and it's a movie from the guy who brought us a pigeon sat on a branch reflecting on existence. Uh, I have never <laughs> seen that movie. <laughs> That is probably one of the best titles I've ever heard in my life. My goodness. It's great. And I can't remember where I was talking about that movie, but I was talking about it not too long. I thought it was with you, but I guess not. If no, not, not even that way. Yeah. But it's this director, Roy Anderson, uh, he's, I guess, obsessed with, he's one of these guys that just won't let life be life. He has to have an existential crisis all throughout, which I, I appreciate. I have 
pretty much every morning I wake up and I realize I'm going to die and everything becomes panic. But then I, I, by the time I get in the shower, I, I wash a lot of it away. And now I have medication that helps me as well. But, uh, you know, there are people who are every moment of the day, they are, you know, well aware that this is all temporary and none of it really matters. And he's been trying to figure out uh, answers or explore these, these questions for a while. And I have not seen any of his stuff, but I appreciate, uh, I guess, what he's driving at. And I would like to watch this A Pigeon Sat on a branch reflecting on existence. This seems very cool. Here's the reason why it sounds very cool. The running time is 76 minutes. It is a, it. It's a Swedish film. I'm going to get you the link for this. And thank you, Anderson, yet again. And one of the things, I, I, I wish we, we actually did the show, not like we any of us have time, at least twice a month, because you'd help me my job, because I'm opening these. Yes, a pigeon set. It's a service, know. Greg. I'm, I'm, I'm essential. You are, you, are def, you are definitely essential. I'm going to make sure that we get links, and you can cover that on your respective pods and talk about it, about endlessness. So I, I got an email Nine days ago, which I just opened right now. So very, very cool. This, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and maybe interview consideration. And if I get the director, I'll, I'll put him on our cinematics feed because I haven't done my my apologies, listeners. I haven't done Flick City for about a couple weeks, and that's my that's me being a lazy bum and not getting a lot of a lot of interviews. And now I'm back mm. in the swing of things. He's back a, in it. He's back in the uh, saddle. Back, back in this, back in the saddle again. So that is about endlessness. And you know, again, I, I want to actually watch. After watching that movie, I will have to track down that pigeon film as well i gotta see the pigeon movie yeah i mean it's not actually about that that's just the title but roy anderson uh if you do interview him just just look him dead in the eyes and and say what's it all about (laughs) what's it all about and then then i think he'll probably just from what i know of him as a as just from what his movies are about i'm i'm now yes i need to see his stuff i might hate it who knows but i don't think so Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Uh, this is just a non sequitur as we, as we close this ep, uh, episode, Anderson. What do you do when people email you and they ask you all these personal questions? How do you, how do you keep that? Do you just uh, do you you, a, you just engage with that person over the you know for the whole weekend? What I don't are you know doing? Why are you why are you I'm trying just saying, to I'm just, promote? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Unread I emails that I don't engage. I'm sorry. I don't engage with people in general. I just they don't want ask you private questions, personal questions. Oh, uh, the, are you sure? Usually it's like, have you heard of this movie? Have you seen oh, that okay, movie? Good. I love Thank this goodness. movie. Thanks very much for like telling me about that movie. Uh, that kind of thing. Okay, good. Because you and I, we've known each other for almost 30 years and we never ask each other personal questions. So I'm just wondering, maybe they, because you know, you're a podca- podcaster, filmmaker, maybe they, 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 they find that connection via email and they can ask you all these personal things. Yeah, you know? I'm very accessible. Like, I'm very accessible. Sometimes like, it takes a, a little while for me to get to the uh, email. Sometimes I'm like six, seven days behind and it kills me. But uh, yeah. yeah, right now I'm like a day and a half behind and they're, I, yeah, I got I to get to them. Can, can, can I actually uh, request, uh, my, my only request for you before we close the show is, listeners, if you can, April 30th, go check out About Endlessness and then email Anderson Cowan at his, at his uh, respective email address and ask him, what's it all about? Is that okay? What's it all about? Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch this pigeon sitting on a branch. What is that pigeon? Let's watch it. I think we should assign that to each other. Uh, we we have right. to do that. Yes, definitely. Is that streaming? Well, you know what? Before we go, I'm going to see if I, <laughs> how I would watch. Uh, Do you like pigeon? pigeons? By the way, I, I I have a I have a thing about pigeons. There are just too many you of think them. The flying rats. I do, and uh, you know what? I but you know what, listeners. Before while Anderson's checking this out, I want you to say that he's a very gentle soul. While I am out here nope. smashing insects in front of Claire. Oh, it's on canopy. Oh, it's hey, on canopy. Okay. Oh, okay. Pigeons so, sat on a branch, reflecting on existence, is on canopy. So okay. this will be watched by me. Oh, very soon. <laughs> very cool. Listeners, our, our next uh, our next episode in in uh, in what in May? In, or, or I guess maybe uh, late April. We're gonna be it'll be a more reflective 
episode where where we're going to have a vegetarian close to vegan Anderson Cowan and me nope. talking about the <laughs> philosophies behind life. I'm excited. So here's we, the story behind a pigeon sat on a branch. What? It's a 2014 movie. Okay. Uh, Sam and Jonathan, they're a pair of hapless novelty salesmen, and they embark on a tour of the human condition in reality and fantasy that unfold in a series of absurdist episodes. How is this movie not uh, world renowned? Well, I guess I'm going to you know you know should I probably request a it link? Like, and it sounds like Holy Motors. Oh, we look. Oh, yeah, we just covered. Yeah, I love. Yeah, we love Holy Motors. But look here. If we get a link for both of us for about endlessness, do we watch Pigeon first or do we watch which which I think which we one are you do Pigeon first? I think we but Pigeon's uh 101 minutes, so that's oh, more okay. of an investment, but okay. I feel like I feel like okay. I'm going to oh Okay. I might have found my new favorite filmmaker. Okay, very cool. Roy Anderson. He's got a good name, too. That'd be very, very good. Okay, so without uh, further ado, Anderson, you want to say something before we get out of here? I, I have nothing to promote uh, or nothing to... I've thanks for listening, to... everybody. Yes, thank, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We're almost there. Uh, it'd be so foolish of any of us to uh, you know, get infected at this point and because uh, we're so close to the vaccine there. And, yes. Uh, Please stay. Please stay home and watch movies on your iPad. Is that a good uh, a, a thing to say, Anderson? Is that is hey, it, sure? I, yeah, less people in the theater is good for me. Like, no, support your local theater, especially yes, the small. Support your, yes, please do. Please do. All right, guys. Uh, talk at you. Uh, Nineteen. Last, next time I see you, Greg. Nineteen seventy-two. Let's go. Yep. Let's go back. Definitely. We'll talk later, guys. Take care. Bye.